Welcome to the Hypnotoad Podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Andrew Zimmel, coming to you once again as we get ready for a busy weekend of TCU athletics. We waited a day because I wanted to see the results of TCU versus Oklahoma. Game was on the road, women's basketball. I thought this could be a very interesting outcome, and uh, it was. It gave me some pause, and I think it answered some of the questions that I had. We'll get into that. We'll get into... Everything else, right? We got baseball coming up, basketball, men's basketball at least, continuing to play well. Uh, a lot to talk about. We'll get into all that. But first, want to remind you subscribe, rate, and review the Hypnotoad podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your audio, make sure you are subscribed to the Hypnotoad podcast. We put out a podcast every single week about TCU athletics. And on Apple Podcasts, if you write a review and screenshot it, send it to the boss, Pete Mundo, M U N D O. He will give you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. So you win a koozie. Does not matter what the review says. We prefer it to be a nice one, but it doesn't have to be. You just got to screenshot it, send it to Pete Mundo. He will send you a Heartland College Sports koozie back. Super good deal. And also, his Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl this week. So if you send it to him before Super Bowl Sunday... Uh, he probably will get back to you quicker because he'll be in a good mood depending on how the results of that game go. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast as well. I want to give some predictions uh, on that game. All right, TCU men's basketball. Another week in the books, and it doesn't get better than this, right? So last week we talked about the incredible winning streak. We talked about a triple overtime win against Baylor, Going to or hosting uh, Tech, beating a number top uh, top ten team, top fifteen team in the country in Texas Tech. Uh, the way that they did, they look great from start to finish. And now the most important thing is they got an entire week off. They got an entire week off from that loss against Texas last Saturday, an eleven point loss. Seventy seven sixty six was the final, and in that one, uh, Texas looked like a team that came out and just played better, played harder. I know that's not saying a whole lot. The first half score really was what dictated this game. The Texas Longhorns were able to get to an 11-point lead after the first half of basketball. TCU came back in the second half, tied it up, or tied, you know, played well, never tied it up. Texas led for the majority of this one. Um, in that game, Four scorers in double figures: Emmanuel Miller, Avery Anderson, and uh, Travion Tennyson off the or come Tennyson all scoring double figures, and then uh, Jacoby Coles off the bench. TCU is in this weird predicament now where they have guys who have essentially showed up every single night, um, kind of contributing what you would expect. Mike and PV just a point off from being in that double digit uh, crew as well with nine points, but. I, this is one of those situations where I'm not going to put a ton of stock in a loss to Texas. I, I have essentially to this point decided that TCU, um, no matter what, <laughs> are, are going to be a tough out in the Big 12 tournament. Like No matter how the season from this point on kind of shakes out for TCU, we're in February now. Wins are going to be a little bit harder to come by as teams kind of get into the rotations, get into the... Uh, substitutions that they like. I'm not all that concerned to this point about where this team is. 
at. Because if you look at the rest of the schedule, the month of February, it's going to be tough. One ranked team right now playing number 14 Iowa State this Saturday. And then games against West Virginia, Kansas State, Tech, uh, Cincinnati, and Baylor wraps up the month of February. Then, of course, those three games to end the season, BYU, West Virginia, and UCF. I say all that to say this. Uh, TCU men's basketball, for the first time, even after a loss, I feel very confident in where this team is, and especially with the shooting uh, that uh, Tennyson has brought to the uh, table. We talked about it last week that I, I liked how he has kind of moved up into the rotation. This is somebody that Jamie Dixon has looked at and said, like, okay, we're going to give you more of the scoring responsibility. In the loss against Texas, 2 of 3 from downtown, 3 of 5 from the field, you would like to see him getting a couple more shots up, but he was one of the leaders with uh, minutes played in that game. He plays 30, Mike Peavy plays 20, or 36, Emmanuel Miller plays 33, so he's top three in minutes played in that game. I think that shows where the, the arrow is, the directional arrow of how much trust this team kind of puts into them. They, I will say that some of the guys that I was a little bit more um, disappointed in in that loss, of course, is Jameer Nelson, who is playing well to that point. He went one for eight from the field, 0 of two from uh, downtown. This has turned into a three-point shooting team. I've said before, if you live by the three, you will inevitably die by the three. TCU, a good three-point shooting team, not a great three-point shooting team to this point in the season. Uh, that is going to be something you're going to want to keep an eye on as the season continues. Because if the three-point shooting ever does go cold, God forbid it happens in the back half of the season, God forbid it happens in the month of March, this men's basketball team could end up disappointing you if you put a lot of faith in their three-point shooting. Now, Big 12 tournament around the corner. TC men's basketball trying to get a better bid. Now, I have been a proponent of this for a long time. I personally do not care that much about regular season titles. Regular season titles, to me, mean very little in college basketball. Your conference title means very little to me. Your regular season title means very little to me. The only thing that a regular season title, that a good regular season record will do for you is potentially if you do not win your conference tournament, you will get a higher seeding come March Madness. TC men's basketball is still on the outside looking in when we talk about blue blood programs. They will never be a Kansas or a Kentucky or even a Duke or a UNC, where a bad regular season, you're still going to get the benefit of the doubt because you are Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, UNC. They they are not going to be the program that gets the benefit of the doubt. So, knowing that, regular season wins do help that. And you're thinking to yourself, hey, Simmel, that, that is an important thing. You know, winning regular season games is an important thing for TCU because they don't get that added blue blood boost is what I call it, the blue blood boost. They don't get that. That's fine. This team is good enough to win the Big 12. Let me repeat. This team is good enough to win the Big 12. It's not a best of three. It's not a best of five or seven. This is a one game win and you advance tournament in the Big 12. This team is good enough that 
any team that they play in the conference tournament, they can beat. So because of that, I'm not all that concerned about an 11-point loss to Texas at home. I'm not all that concerned about going to Ames, Iowa to play a top 15 team in the country this weekend. I'm just not. I am concerned about three-point shooting. I am concerned that if this team doesn't figure out how to use some of their uh, pieces down low, that we could be in trouble. Okay? No double-digit rebounders on this team in that loss to Texas. 21 total rebounds as a collective. You cannot win games when you're getting out-rebounded, when you're getting beat on the glass. That is a concern. Regular season games, not a concern to me about TCU men's basketball. In fact, I think that even if they lose this weekend against Iowa State, they play Monday against West Virginia, then they go back on the road to take on Kansas State in Manhattan, Kansas. You know how I feel about Kansas State. You know how I feel about the Wildcats. That is a must-win in the Zimmel books for Jamie Dixon, for this team. Not so important, not so big of a win. But I will say, a loss last Saturday, you get a week off to get your legs back under you. I feel okay. I feel okay. The big news to me is that... We still don't have gambling in Texas. And the minute that we do get gambling in Texas, that is when I will start caring a lot more about uh, TCU's regular season wins and losses. This team is good enough. They've comp- they've compiled enough wins. They're almost a 20-win team. They pr- probably will be right around a 20-25 win team this season. Uh, I will say this. Big 12 basketball best in the country, best conference in the country for basketball this year, even if TCU comes in third, fourth, uh, maybe not fifth, probably top four in the conference come tournament time, come conference tournament time, they'll get probably a top eight seed, I would argue. All right, let's move on. Women's basketball, Sidora Prince still out, but she was chosen as a finalist for the Lisa Leslie Award. It's one of 10 centers in consideration for the accolade, Sidora Prince, before the season, we were telling you that she is going to be a game changer. That this women's basketball program that lost a ton of games over the past three seasons, who got a new head coach this season, who brought in a ton of different players. And I said, Sidora Prince, does she have some issues off the court? Are women's basketball fans not women basketball fans not exactly thrilled by some of her off the court antics? We're talking about her TikTok, her Instagram, uh, who she's dating, all that type of stuff. I don't care about any of the off the court shit. I, I just don't. I do not care. She comes. She plays good basketball. She's one of the best players in the Big Twelve this season. She's from Texas. She averaged twenty one and ten uh, in high school. She was one of the best Division I players coming out of high school, and she might have the best season for a center in TCU women's basketball history. Now, she has been missing time due to a hand injury that she suffered in January. She's the Big 12 active leading scorer and second in conference in rebounds. Uh, The other players on the list, we're not going to run down all of them. One name that does mean something to you as a person who is watching Big 12 basketball, who's watching uh, Sidora Prince, watching women's basketball in the Big 12 this year, uh, 
Taylor Jones from Texas, also on the list. Will Sidor Prince win the Lisa Leslie Award? Ah, uh, it's up for debate. I think that she has a case. I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to give it to her. G- granted, how much time she has missed this season, but it is nice to know that she's on these lists. That TC women's basketball is getting back on the map. The injuries have hampered this team. We've talked about it before the season that, okay, you know, maybe if they win 15 games, that this would be a successful season. I didn't really want to set the win over. Well, they hit 15 wins already, but over the past month, it has been a struggle due to injuries. The last time they've won a game was January 23rd. They lost on the 27th to Texas Tech. They lost this past weekend to Kansas. And then this Wednesday, the reason that we put off recording the podcast today is because I wanted to see what the outcome would be with TC Women's Basketball going to Norman to take on the Sooners. They're still missing some major pieces. Sidor Prince didn't play. Um, they had good – they had – let's say this. They had success – off the bench from Sydney Harris, who shot one of her best games of the season, 6 of 11 from the floor, 3 of 8 from downtown. She finished with, uh, what was it? How many points did she finish with in that one? 17 points off the bench. Not a bad showing for Sydney Harris. But the starters, man, they again, they, they, they struggled. Leading scorer in the starting lineup was Allie Robinson. Uh, uh, yeah, Robertson with 13 points, 0 of 3 from downtown. She made most of her hay uh, from the free throw line. <sighs> Look, Oklahoma is a top 25 team, but to lose 72 55 to the Sooners on the road after the way that this team has looked, I am now concerned about the trajectory of where this season ends for the women's basketball team. You also have to add in that they play against number seven, Texas, this weekend. So not exactly what I would say the most, you know, it's not, it's not a layup by any means, put it that way. This is going to be a tough stretch. This is going to be one of those tough stretches that galvanizes a team. When Sidora Prince comes back, when they get Madison Connor back as well, then I'm hoping that they can go on a little bit of a run. Maybe they're a lower seed that upsets some teams in the Big 12 tournament. But women's basketball this season has been very top-heavy. I don't need to tell you that. You know that the Iowas of the world, the... Uh, South Carolinas, the Stanfords, the Yukons, all these teams, very top-heavy uh, when it comes to the sport of women's basketball this season. TCU, I think the mark of success would be to make the NCAA tournament. With the amount of adversity this team has had to overcome, the amount of adversity this team has had to overcome, I would say that would be a huge, huge win for the program. Uh Let's move on. Let's talk a little baseball because the preseason expectations have come out. Now, TC men's basketball, or TC baseball, I should say, went to the College World Series last year, had an excellent showing at the College World Series. There is no longer any sort of conversation about uh, trying to upset anybody. Or not, 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 let me rephrase that. There's no conversation now about them sneaking up on anybody. Last season was a success. Last season, they they did, right? They're top five. 
They're one of the most, if not the most, talented team in the Big 12. They're the preseason favorite to win the conference. This is coming after last season where they kind of were a little bit, I, I don't know if people were selling on TCU men's baseball or TC baseball, but I don't think they got nearly amount of the respect that they might have deserved. So Cole Keckler, he comes back after national acclaim last season. Uh, they bring back Anthony Silva. They bring back Carson Bowen, Curtis Byron, all decorated in their own right. Last year, uh, they also from last those are all from last year's team. This year, they bring in Peyton uh, Changer, who is going to be the man at second. Sylvia returns the shortstop. Third base is up for grabs. Pepperdine transfer Jack Baser and true freshman Ryder Robinson are both going to be competing for that. Uh, the baseball schedule this season. This is what caught my attention. So you got the newcomers coming in: BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF. TCU no longer plays every conference foe. They didn't cut them any slack though. They faced uh, top seven in the preseason media polls. They faced Texas, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Kansas State, Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Kansas. All are projected in the top seven in the Big 12 media, but also all in the top 40 when it comes to national media, right? And they also don't get to play UCF or BYU. So there will be no easy wins for this this baseball team. Now, according to uh, the uh, I Love Killer Frogs, the, the blog, they do a great job. If you're not going to read all your stuff on uh, – if you're not going to read all your stuff on Heartland College Sports, you need to go over there because they do a really good job of, of keeping you up to date on things. Uh, the baseball team does not have a lot of uh, weaknesses. Okay, They did a really good job of outlining everything that this team brings back. They will play some of the best teams in the country to start the season. They play Arizona State and UCF. They play UCLA. Uh, and then, of course, they play my beloved Bobcats, Texas State. So no Big 12 teams uh, in in the first couple of games, right? The season projected 40 and 20 Super Regionals. I think that that is high expectations. But I think high expectations are to be expected from a team that went to the College World Series last year. The baseball team, I say this every year. The baseball team was the thing that got me into TCU athletics. The baseball team was the thing that got me into watching Horn Frog athletics. That got me into buying an Andy Dalton jersey later in my life. That got me into caring about TCU athletics in, in totality. Okay, The baseball team has been the thing that I've cared the most about. To watch them in the World Series last year was insane. was one of my high, best experiences doing this job. TCU is back. They never left. They're back. This is going to be a team. We we did a very short. I, I wish we would have done more. We probably could do more next week on the on the baseball team as we preview stuff as we get closer to the season. But the, the preseason pick in the Big 12 is TCU baseball. The preseason pick for the College World Series to go and play out of the Big 12, it's got to be TCU. So I'm excited. It's going to be a great season. It's the last year that uh, Texas and Oklahoma are in the conference. And, of course, that means you want to kick Texas's ass one last time. Yeah, I want to slip in here as we get ready for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58 this weekend. Chiefs and 49ers. Now, 
I always root for the TCU players who are in, and of course, Lucas Nyang is in for the second year in a row. Played in 14 games for Kansas City this season. He was all Big 12 in 2018 and didn't allow a sack in his final two years. So he is on the Chiefs' sidelines as an offensive tackle. On the 49ers' sideline, they have three guys, Matt Pryor, cornerback Jason Verrett, and linebacker D. Winters. So Winters recorded 10 tackles his rookie year for the 49ers and was a massive part of the TCU defense that played in the college football championship just a season prior. So I'm going to go Chiefs because I like Patrick Mahomes, because I like him as a Texas guy, and because I cannot stand San Francisco. So that is going to do it for our podcast today. I got Chiefs over the 49ers. We're going to go 28-14. to 28-14 will be the final score of the Super Bowl. You can book it. That's going to do it for us over here. If you want to listen to more of the Hypnotoad podcast, remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. And remember, you can win a free Heartland College Sports koozie by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Send the rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and he will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie back and he's rooting for the chiefs too so you know he's a winner that's gonna do it for us we'll talk to you next week all things tcu be safe and go chiefs